Breaking news. Dating does not get easier as you get older. Sorry. This is Dating While Gray, the show with true stories of people 50 and older who are looking for love. Maybe it's for the first time, but probably not. Millions of older people are dating again because they're divorced after being married for a long time. In fact, the divorce rate for older Americans has exploded over the past several years. It even has its own nickname, Gray Divorce. And it's happening all over the world. South Africa, Japan, in Australia and England, it's called Silver Splitting. I'm Laura Stasi. I was married for almost 30 years before getting divorced. It wasn't my idea. Have you heard the expression stranger in a strange land? That's how I feel about being single again. And all my friends will tell you, I have a terrible sense of direction. When it comes to gray dating, I really don't know where I'm going. I'm talking with gray daters and with gray dating experts. I need advice. I need information. I need inspiration so that I can find that spark, that click, that connection. Online dating is huge with older singles, and I promise you soon I'll devote an entire show to the subject. Right now, though, I'm going to touch on it by introducing you to Jim. He's in his early 60s, and when it comes to online dating, Jim is a major left-brainer. I know this because a few years ago, I actually met Jim online. We went out, and on our first and only date, he told me all about his left-brain online dating method. It was more than this right-brainer wanted to hear, but he was memorable, so I got back in touch with him and asked if he'd be willing to talk with me for this show. We met at the Whole Foods in Fair Lakes. It has a rockin' happy hour on the weekends, but on this late Saturday morning, there were just some grocery shoppers with some very tired kids, and you may hear them in the background. I'm Jim, I'm from Seattle. I've been in Washington, D.C. for almost 30 years. I met my, uh, my, my future, uh, now ex-wife, uh, at, a, at a sleazy pickup bar. We started dating and got married too fast for the wrong reasons. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you, it, it, there was something there. Cause got something married. there. Yeah, got yeah. stayed married for a long yeah. time. She walked into my um, office at home one day and said, I'm moving out. Oh. Um, three weeks before our 30th anniversary. As I always tell everybody, I did not object. Ah. We've been living parallel lives for years. Uh-huh. When did the thought enter your mind, I think I want to start dating? Um, fairly quickly. I think I started dating it about three months later. You know, that, that would sometimes surprise one of my kids, not the other one, and some other people. But, I mean, it was not like I needed to get over anything but the official stuff. That sounds a little cold, I know. But it had been, it'd been a long time of not much of a relationship at all. Before I started, I, wanted, I, I did actually quite a bit of research in just in terms of reading different articles because I wanted to be a, uh, I wanted to be successful, whatever that meant, and I wanted to be good at dating and be a good date. You know, what did the women who dated find frustrating and what made for a good date um, so that when I started dating, um, I didn't, you know, make rookie mistakes as much as possible. And uh, 
it, it, it paid off. I learned a lot from that. You did it by the textbook, it sounds like, about creating your profile. I did, and also what, and also what I did is I sent, it to my, I sent it to my sister-in-law and said, please give me feedback. I got my neighbor from across the street yeah. to come take a picture, a couple pictures of me and one with a dog because you can never go wrong with having a picture with your dog. So you were very strategic about doing this. Well, it's just strategic in that I wanted to, you know, present myself well in a way that well would be, you know, well received. And did you, did you get on thinking, I just want to date? Or were you thinking, I really want to find somebody else to share the second half of my life with? Uh, yes. <laughs> some of some some of both, but you know, I went out on, on on a lot of dates, and I can say in that whole time, I probably only had three or four dates that I considered a bad experience. I wasn't one of those three or four, was I? <laughs> uh, no, you were not. <laughs> we did not. We Let's did not have. We did not. We did not have a spark. We did, we did not, not have, have a match, and we communicated about that. To yeah. be honest with each other, yeah. like adults. Yeah. Uh, but I had a very nice time with you. Yes. We went to the Parker Gallery, had some wine afterwards. It was I a remember. nice time, but it was just. It was fascinating from the research standpoint. From a date standpoint, I was. It, it kind of scared me a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that was you were telling me about how you. The process of you finding dates. So I know what you're doing, because you seem really shocked that I wasn't doing that kind of metric mining or whatever. <laughs> so explain, explain to me the process. So, okay. What I did is what I set up a series of searches for myself uh, that had the key attributes. And I didn't have a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, there's all kinds of things you can search by. Hair color, eye color, body type. My, my, my only ones were basically college degree. Um... No one taller than me, mostly because they weren't interested in me. And you would update your searches fairly regularly, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, I would, yeah. I would go through and I'd run the search and I'd look who was, look, you know, look who was there and see if I was interested. And that's one of the things I liked about Match is it, it had the most flexible and user friendly ability to sort and look at things the way you wanted. Sure. I'm a numbers guy, and you can sort numbers in Excel. I wanted to be able to sort and look at things in ways that I wanted to, and Match allowed me to, to do that. I guess I wanted to believe there was something more mysterious or magical about online dating. Oh, I, I think it's both. I mean, to me, I, I, you really look at it as both. I mean, every, every date is a potential magical opportunity. One other thing you told me <laughs> during the date. Okay. You asked me if I knew what oh my the gosh. third date rule was. I forgot was, about that. And I said to you, you don't even think about having sex with someone until after you've been out at least three times. And you said... If, if a woman's not willing to sleep with you by the third date, you move on. Okay. But it was a, that, that's the type of thing that, that I said comes from men's magazines. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite confident that was, I forget which one, but I know I read that. And, and then it, once again, you know, after you see something, right. you see it everywhere. Right. Well, that's really sad because we're all grown-ups. You could have three dates in three nights. Do yep. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, seriously? Men so... I, I, I would have to speculate that I, when I asked you that question, I wasn't asking you like to find out if that was a compatibility test. Oh, no, no, for no, no, us. no, no. I think it's because we were exploring, because you were so new to dating, we were exploring, and you were asking me questions, yes, and you yes. were trying to learn things, and I was like, oh, yes. so as you're dating, yes. are you aware of the, the, third, the three date rule? Yes. Just to clarify for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what made you memorable. Tell me about Laura. Laura. Uh, so, Not me, Laura. Your name, Laura, right. 
uh, we, we met on Match. Actually, she contacted me. So, so for all the systems in the world that you have, she contacted me. You, what was your first date like? She was, um, she was 45 minutes late. Oh. And she was just so impressed that I was nice and waited and didn't complain that she was late. And I was just like, it's traffic in D.C. And how long did you date before you decided you wanted to be exclusive? I think it was about six or seven weeks. Oh. Seven so, or eight weeks. So if you don't mind me asking, what came first, the commitment talk or the sex? Oh, wow. Uh, sex. Oh. We did, but then we actually um, stopped having sex because I said that I was uncomfortable seeing more than one person and being in a sexual relationship. That's again, it's one thing to be dating more than one person. That's another thing to be having sex with sleeping you. with another person yeah. at the same time. Do you miss dating? Not, not really. No. Okay. I mean, the ultimate objective was a long-term relationship, and I have a, have a good one with a woman I love. So, Aww. no, I do not, do not miss dating. Jim and the other Laura have been dating for about three years now, and in fact, they recently moved in together. Laura fell while she was carrying some boxes and broke her ankle in three places. So they're starting their life together with Laura bedridden, which means Jim has to do everything, including walking Laura's dog. Well, I guess it's their dog now. Next up, we're going to check in with some gray daters in Springfield, Virginia, because who says you can't go home again? It's a Friday night, and I'm at Kilroy's. It's a restaurant-slash-sports bar in downtown Springfield, about three miles from my alma mater, West Springfield High School. Go Spartans. A bunch of us have gathered here for our 40th high school reunion. I know, I cannot believe it. And the place is jammed. I brought my recording equipment. I thought it would be fun to talk with some of my classmates who are also gray daters. My ex-husband is also a Spartan, class of 78. We didn't date in high school, and I don't think he's coming tonight, even though he knew about the reunion. I know he knew about it because I told him about it months ago when I saw him at our daughter's college graduation. I also gave his email address to the reunion committee. I guess he's still waiting for his engraved invitation. Okay, no more snarky comments about my ex-husband. For now. Hi, Laura. I'm Susan. I was only married for seven years, and I've been divorced since 1988 and never got remarried. Um, you're different when you're this age. You know, I'll be 59 next month. And I've learned to trust a little bit, whereas I was kind of putting everyone in the same bucket. If I had gotten hurt from someone, I made sure that wouldn't happen. If I thought it was, I cut it off. What I've done with this relationship is not expect anything. Take it day by day. We're on our third year, and uh, he's younger than me. We met at work, and um, it's, it's going well. We'll see where it goes because, you know, you're into three years. I'm not going to wait forever. <laughs> so um, we'll see where it goes. We have plans, but it's kind of complicated. He's got to settle some things, and he has a child still in high school. 
He has his place, I have my place. And that's another big thing. I'm a control freak. It's gotta go my way. <laughs> you know? And um, he's a strong personality too. And so I've learned to let it go. I give him control to a point. When it's abused, I speak up. You know, because you lose respect. And respect is more than love. Look at all your fancy recording equipment. I'm impressed. My name is Brett. I'm on my second marriage. I like marriage so much, I've been married twice now. Um, hang in there. Um, there's somebody for everybody. I really feel, feel that. And um, uh, never give up hope. Never give up hope. Because at some point in my life, I was at a very low, low. And I just had to pull myself up and say, no, this is not... This is not the end. I got to pull it up and um, go forward. And I did. And life couldn't be better right now. Hi. Want to talk? Do you want to talk? No. Oh, you don't want to talk? About what? Dating while no, no, not. Debbie, I was pretty heavy back in the day, probably 2014 era when my significant passed away. I didn't like the way I looked. I didn't like the way I felt. I lost about 20, 20, 25 pounds before I decided to enter a gym because I felt very intimidated by looking as big as I was. I just didn't want to go in that heavy. Met a personal trainer there because uh, you get two free sessions when you join the gym. So I, after the two sessions, um, he talked me into signing up with them for more weightlifting sessions. And the more I did them, the more I fell in love with weightlifting. I realized that I really wanted to pursue a bodybuilder lifestyle. And I became, just became more of a gym freak and stayed at the gym five, six days a week. You know, there's a lot of people at the gym that I'm interested in. But at the same time, it's very hard, I feel like, to have a relationship in a gym. Everybody's looking to improve themselves, right? There are some that look at me and are jealous. I wish that wasn't the case, but I feel that. That they think that my body looks better than their body or whatever. And so the jealousy might hurt having a relationship. Having a relationship outside the gym has been a struggle too. I there are people that ask once in a while ask me out, but a lot of times people don't. And I think it's because they know I'm a gym freak, and they know that I may not fit in their lifestyle. I do go out. I love to dance. I'm a big, big, big dancer at bars. Some guys that I dance with, they think that means something, right? You know, that's not how it works for me. I'm not like, okay, I'm just going to go home with you or I'm just going to go out with you just because I dance one dance with you. I don't know you. For me to go out with somebody, I really need to know that person. fun. Debbie, may I suggest, if you enjoy dancing with a man, why don't you ask for his number? 
Make sure you have his name so you can do some due diligence Googling. And if you don't find any red flags, call him up the next time you want to go dancing and see if he wants to meet you and a friend. Who knows where it might lead. For the final piece in this Dating While Gray pilot episode, how about a little serendipity? Married for 35 years, three kids. Uh, We moved up here for a job change September of 2013. And just as we Uh, We're coming up here, we learned my wife had um, brain cancer. She passed away in January of 2015. This is Blair. He's a financial professional living in a high-rise apartment building in Chevy Chase, Maryland. This apartment building has a shuttle van, and um, it was a a Friday afternoon. And I got on the van, and Whitney was um, on the van with her parents and her um, partner at the time. I was just... um, kind of uh, really uh, taken by her beauty immediately. Whitney also lives in that apartment building. She's long divorced, moved here from up north for the job of her dreams. She has a long distance boyfriend and he keeps breaking promises to end the long distance thing by moving down here for good. Sounds crazy, but I just remember this jolt, like wow, wow, something about this man. After that, walking Linus periodically and I would run into Whitney when she would be coming home from work or out running errands or something. and It would be a nice um, sort of chance meeting, I have to say. I was kind of looking for her to, to come by any time I was out there walking the dog. He'd say, maybe we should get together for a cup of coffee sometime or a glass of wine. And I would say, oh, I'm out of town. I'm really sorry. Because I was in this relationship and my job as a medical reporter took me all over the place. I was virtually never home. I was really concerned with just, you know, I was already, there was separation between me and and the man I was was seeing. So I would not telegraph at all that I had had that zing and was really attracted to Blair. I met some women in bars, but nothing ever developed. I was always hoping that Whitney would be available or interested. I started to enlist friends in the building and I'd say, let's get together on the roof because, you know, we have this beautiful roof and view and we have the sun deck and I'd bake something for dinner or, I'd, you know, or I'd, we'd have wine. And, and I truly actually thought this man is probably lonely and it probably would be very nice for him to have somewhere to go and people to talk to. So I started inviting him to join myself and other women in the building and other friends in the building. Every time he came up, I noticed that he was completely impeccable. And he was just always such a gentleman and impeccably dressed. He was impeccably clean shaven and not a hair out of place. I know this man is courting me. She was absolutely right. I was trying to make myself look and present myself as best I could. Knowing I was going to see her. All the women in the building are in love with him, too. <laughs> and they would see us up on the roof, and they, they just would say, Oh, my goodness, he's the cutest thing. He's so wonderful. He's so lovely. One time she was saying how she was frustrated that her you know, boyfriend was you know, up in New Jersey and not willing to come down. And, um, and I said to her, I can't understand how a man wouldn't want to spend as much time with you as possible, how they could 
stay away and I want to be with you all the time. And I said, yeah, I, d I can't understand how a man could know you as well as he does or even as I do, which isn't as much, and not sp want to spend all the time he could with you. I had moved recently into an apartment that gave me a view of the street. I noticed more and more that I was able to see Blair taking the dog out for a walk. And so I started to actually time things so that I could see him take the dog for a walk and just think, this is deranged, what I'm doing. This is crazy. Normal people don't do this. Like, wait to go to work until they've seen the guy walk out with the dog. Um, it really started to make me panic that other women were going to see what I saw. I just started thinking, how could this man stay free? I started really getting sad because I started thinking, I really like this man. And one day, Blair was walking into the building as I was walking out, and it, I don't really even quite know why I did this, but I put my arm through his arm, and I said, I've been meaning to talk to you, because you walk with me? And I said, Turn me right around. every time you ask me out for coffee or for wine, I'm not a flake. I know what you're really asking me, and I'm not telling you no. It's just, I need some time. I got a text from her, okay, you can take me out to dinner now, it's okay. <laughs> so we went out, and we had a wonderful time talking, and we were just really connecting, and at one point, I reached my arm out of the table, and I said, do you mind if I hold your hand? And it was just, it was really electrifying. <laughs> and then Whitney sang me a couple of songs from The Sound of Music. Well, I don't remember what prompted that, but all of a sudden I found myself sitting there singing to him and he was astounded. She's got a beautiful singing voice. She does. She sang Edelweiss. I knew I wanted to be with her for the rest of my life. I knew that this was a person I didn't want to let go or wasn't going to take lightly. And um, I also knew I probably had, you know, grown emotionally and emotionally matured from my from being married. Um, that there were probably, you know, my wife used to accuse me of um, sometimes not sharing my emotions as much. And um, when after she was gone and. I thought if I ever found the right person, I wasn't going to let the opportunity go by without making sure that I really let my emotions be known. From the beginning, I would say, all right, here's everything you want to know about me. All the ugly stuff, all the bad stuff, all the scary things, all the things that I still, you know, don't talk about, my shames, my fears, things that happened to me that you probably aren't going to believe, but it's true, it did, you know, like all of it. Just download, get it out of the way, get it up front. Do you still want to be with me? And his response, after a few days of kind of unloading all that, was, I want you to know I love you so much that you can take all the love now and go back in the past and just pour all the love I have for you over everything that hurt and let it fill those cracks. And just know that you're going to get to this point and you're going to be okay. I was a single woman doing her thing and succeeding, and he came along at a point in my life where I didn't need him. And I actually used to say that to him, I don't need you. She's lovely, she's funny, she's fun, bright, um, caring, emotional. By the way, I've got a list on my phone of all <laughs> over 40 adjectives I think I have to describe Whitney. It really was this energy that Blair brought to my life and everyone sees that I'm 
whole, and I didn't need this man, but maybe I really did. got married recently. It was a small ceremony with just their family, including Whitney's son and Blair's kids. They were all thrilled. And Whitney's ex-husband and her former long-distance boyfriend both sent their best wishes. Blair and Whitney honeymooned in South America, and now they're living in a huge apartment on the top floor of that high-rise in Chevy Chase, Maryland. And that's it, the pilot episode of Dating While Gray. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show as much as I enjoyed living vicariously through these gray daters. Thank you so much to everyone for opening up and allowing me to share your stories with all of us who are trying to figure things out. Speaking of thanks, this show would not be possible without the support of WAMU and The Pot Shop. You know, I've spent my entire career as a writer and editor sharing stories that people read. Thanks to the pod shop, I now know how to share stories that people listen to. It's been such a creative rush. Who says you can't teach an old gal new tricks? Special thanks go to pod shop professors Daisy Rosario and Ponzi Rutch. And a shout out to Emily Haynes, who kept all of us pod shoppers on the straight and narrow during these past three months. Also to sound engineer Ben Privet for finding great music and mixing my trailer. If you have a great dating story to share, please get in touch. You can reach me at datingwhilegray at gmail.com. That's G-R-A-Y. There's also a website, datingwhilegray.com. You can also like and follow the Dating While Gray Facebook page. And as soon as I learn how to tweet, you can follow me on Twitter at datingwhilegray. If you don't have a story to share, but you'd like to comment on something you heard today, or you have a question you want me to ask a great dating expert, I'd love to hear from you. That's all for now. Bye.